Welcome to Floor Masters. I'm Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This podcast is about flooring installation, custom showers, kitchen remodels, bath remodels, everything involved from materials to pricing to how-tos and how-not. Get your headphones, get your pen and paper, and let's get it. Hey, 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 everybody. Thank you all for tuning in to the Floor Masters Podcast. I'm Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one floor contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I have an amazing guest, another amazing show. I want to introduce to you guys my friend, William Allen White of Artex. He's an Artex specialist. This is, this is, this is different. A lot of times we get to talk to reps, but I got in touch with an Artex specialist. So many people don't do that. I'm just, I just want to let y'all know that before we get deep into it. It's the Artex specialist, William Allen White. William, can you please introduce yourself? Um, tell us what you do, who you do it for, and how you do it. Awesome. Thank you, Anthony. So uh, my name is William Allen White. Uh, I am a field marketing specialist for Artex uh, Tile and Stone Installation Systems. And I've been working for Artex for about eight years now. Uh, I've been in the tile trades um, came up as a, an apprentice and an installer. Uh, I'm going on about 27 years in the trade so far. <laughs> yeah. I'm I've, seen a few I've seen a few things. Yeah. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. So um, I'm always curious to know how you got into the trades. A lot of times I, the, the a good story, we always come up on somebody that's teaching us wrong and then we branch out on ourselves. What was your start? So uh, interestingly enough, I, I actually got started in carpet. Uh, it, crazy enough, I got started in carpet and I was at home unemployed and and a buddy just said, hey, come work with me and my dad. And, and I worked for them for a good while. And then I got an opportunity to get on with a commercial flooring company that did all aspects of schools and grocery stores and things like that. We traveled around. And that's that's back when I was in my 20s. And and it was great. And I found out that I really liked tile. And we, you know, then I went to work for a custom high-end tile business uh, contractor. And then I went out on my own. And I was, I was on my own. Um, I had, you know, moved from, from Washington State to Oregon, started a new business in Oregon, had, you know, up to 12 employees at one point in time. And unfortunately, one day, uh, I took a fall rock climbing. And uh, shattered my left leg, ended up with a tib plateau fracture and had to have surgery and a plate and screws and all kinds of stuff put in about $38,000 as a uninsured contractor that I made payments on. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, and I came out of that surgery and I went, what am I going to do? What, what can I do? Cause I just lost the, the surgeon told me I lost my ability to crawl around on my hands and knees and, and install tile. And so I reached out to Laticrete and um, I applied for a sales position at Laticrete and, and they picked me up and I had a really good run with them uh, prior to the downturn in 2008. And um, you know, that, that just happened the whole downturn. Everyone knows what that was about. Right. And then I ended up here at Artex. Uh, I've been with Artex for eight years now. And I started out as a sales professional. I think I was the third third or fourth tile and stone sales professional they hired when they started their tiling program in the U.S. Yeah. So it was early on. And you know, now we've got 26 sales professionals and we have two field marketing specialists. So essentially what happened when you got injured you lost your business i did i did i had to shut the business down uh, i could no longer install and so the three employees i had at the time i i got them all jobs with other contractors but my business was shut down True. what was like what mentally what was what was that experience like i mean one you got you got a a a, a medical cost on your hands um the career is changing like what was that experience like mentally i'll be honest with you anthony it 
I lost a huge piece of my identity. It, it mm. was hard for me because everything that I had done up until that point was I had done it with my hands. And it was what had I done today, you know, and, and I looked at progress and that's how I measured my self-worth. Yeah. And, and suddenly, you know, I'm faced with, like you said, a, a massive $38,000 as an uninsured contractor that I had to, you know, I had to pay that bill myself and it took years to pay that off. And so I've got this looming debt that's there all the time. You know, I've lost this piece of my identity of being this doing contractor, um, but I found that my role as a, as a sales rep and as an, as a resource and an educator, it, it actually fulfills that piece and even more for me now. Um, the, 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 the viewers, I mean, the listeners can't see this, but is the tattoo on your arm, the, the, the rock that <laughs> caused all of this? <laughs> Um, no, actually, that's a tattoo that uh, my son, who just graduated from college, he called. That's a whole nother story. We're off. Subject. <laughs> it's great. He called and he says, Mom, I want to get a tattoo. And she about lost it. And I was just patting her down saying, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. This is let him talk. And, yeah. and she says to him, she goes, what in the world would you possibly want a tattoo of? This is going to be on your body the rest of your life. And he's a he's a you know, avid whitewater rafting, mountain climbing, downhill ski racer. He's at college for a, for a ski scholarship. And he says the mountains <laughs> and she couldn't say anything to him. Yeah. And so when he came home for spring break, he's like, yeah, we'll schedule it, you know, get a good tattoo guy. And he goes, you go with me. And I said, yeah. And he, he says, he says, uh, he says, okay, cool. Are you going first? I was like, wait, wait a minute. I thought you were getting the tattoo. And he goes, no, we're doing this together. Yeah. And so he actually drew the mountains. And so we both have matching tattoos. It's kind of cool. That's, that's a good story. That's <laughs> a really good story. But you could always use it in the other aspect to be like, you know what? This is the life-changing experience for me. And I tattooed it on my arm. <laughs> Just if you if you need that for any situation. <laughs> like you go, you go and do a seminar or something and you need a cool story to start off with. Give them, give them, the, give them the tattoo. <laughs> um. Well, uh, today we're gonna be getting into uh, the grout world. Uh, I know it's gonna be a lot of installers gonna be like, "Boo, no, nobody wants to hear about grout." But then I think there's gonna be a lot that's gonna be like, you know what? I'd rather listen to this one because I don't know everything. Um, it's a lot of different products out there, uh, a lot of different methods, um, some things that are being skipped. Some 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 things that are not being put in place, and I just wanted to touch on uh, the 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 world of grout. I know you have uh, some 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 footage, some videos of you doing uh, test runs with silicone. Um, just just once we get to the point of filling these grout joints, filling up these uh, expansion joints, I think there's a lot to touch on. Um, I know there's epoxy grouts out there. One that I I personally have never experienced and could only imagine how much of a pain it could be if you don't know what you're doing. You can get into trouble real quick with right. a pocket route. With Probably. any route, you can get into trouble real quick. Honestly, yeah. And I just I just want to I want to touch on it. Um, I think I know for a fact that there's a lot of a lot of customers that are uh, always asking the question after we finish a job, how do I keep this clean? Oh yeah. Yeah. Or what do I do? How, how do I take care of this? Yeah. I mean, and then it's, it's, it's certain cleaners that you can, that you can't use on grouts. You don't want to use the, the, the acidic things and people don't know this. So they just go back to cleaning their floors, how they think they should. And then they mess the grout up. And then they look at the installer to say, you did something wrong when it wasn't us, mm -hmm. but we didn't inform them. Hey, this is the type of cleaner you want to use on this floor. I mean, so much to, to, to the point that, um, grouts, I mean, tile are growing in size. People are trying to get, get away from grout joints altogether because they don't know how to maintain them. And so, let's exactly. And grout joints themselves have gotten smaller. I mean, it used to be grout joints. When I got started, you'd see half inch, three quarter inch grout lines were real, you know, and now if, if you saw a quarter inch grout joint, you'd, you'd think that was big. Everything's right. inch and 60 from the eighties. <laughs> yeah. yeah 
that's the first thing I think if I see a quarter inch grouch, I'm gonna think this has been down here a long time. And they used to be, they used to be twice and three times the size of a quarter inch. I mean, and I that's... could not imagine, I could not imagine grouting a half inch grout joint. You, you know how frustrating that would have to be. <laughs> and how much grout you go through too. They these joints have to almost be hard for you to wipe them because you wipe the grout out of it. You dish them out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk grout today. All right. All right. You know, as as a manufacturer, so Ardex is a manufacturer of tile installation products, you know, and we manufacture, you know, several different kinds of grouts. So in the in the industry or in the marketplace, there are five different kinds of grout on the market. And I think that's kind of where we need to start our conversation because, you know, out of those five grouts, how do you identify what is the right grout for the right application? How do you know which grout to select or if you're a homeowner, which one to choose, or if you're a contractor, which one to suggest? We don't know always. So, you know, we had our basic cement grouts. They're basic. It's, it's the stuff that you can buy at the, you know, home center or whatever. And those are considered an ANSI 118.6 grout. They're basic grout. They don't really have any bells and whistles. They all require sealing. You know, and that's what we had for a long, long time. You know, then they've started coming up with epoxy grouts, which are a 118.8 grout. And there's a couple different kinds of epoxy grout. There's technically two categories. There's 100% solids epoxy, and that's typically used like commercial and industrial type applications. Mm-hmm. And then you have some modified emulsions, which are basically water-based epoxy grouts. They, they don't have quite the strength and stain resistance as 100% solids epoxy, um, but they're thought of as being a little easier to use sometimes. And then you, so then they had, you know, that's basically what you had with those two kinds of grout. Then they started developing these high-performance cement-based grouts. And the advantages to a high-performance cement-based grout, so for Ardex, this would be our FL grout, it's, it gives you the ability to go from a half-inch joint down to a 16th-inch joint without having to change going from a non-sanded to a sanded. So the, the aggregate is so fine that it allows you to go down to a 16th, but all the way up to a half-inch joint. Also, does not require sealing. So that's a huge advantage for a homeowner or a contractor that you don't have to seal this grout. Um, there is also, you know, stain resistance and, and it, they're also harder and denser. So there's some, some advantages to these high performance cement based grouts. And then we have the single component grouts. And that's the one that gets a little bit muddy because there is no ANSI standard for single component grouts right now. So, you know, they're working on it. Um, because I am involved with the National Tile Contractors Association as a state ambassador as well. So they're working on developing a standard for single component grouts, but right now there is none. So that one is, every manufacturer can make claims about it, but they don't necessarily, there is no standard to test them by at this point. So it's, it's important to understand that you've got those five kinds of grouts out there you know, how do you select which grout to use? Really? That's what it comes down to. And, you know, sometimes it's based on performance. Sometimes it's merely based on aesthetics. What's it look like? What color is it? Sometimes that's all people care about. You know, for, for us as tile contractors, that's the one piece that the owner sees is the grout. It's the only thing that they see. And, you know, they don't see the thin set. They don't see the waterproofing. They don't see the backer board. They don't see a shower system. They don't see any of those pieces. All they see is the tile and the grout. And the last thing they want is problems with grout. And, you know, unfortunately, grout is you know, 95% of the complaints that are out there. People don't complain that, oh, the, the mortars, whatever, or the waterproofings, whatever. It's always grout complaints. Yeah. You know, so, so you, it's... Selecting the right grout, knowing when and where to choose what grout goes in a particular application, you know, whether it be stain resistance or, you know, cleanliness, hygiene, you know, being able to, to really clean grout that won't hold any, uh, you know, bacteria or anything like that, that kind of cleanliness and being able to use harsher chemicals on it. You know, sometimes that's important to some people. 
for some applications. I think I think majority of the time that's important to people, but they don't know they don't have that information, so they look to us to recommend yes. the right grout. And if we don't, then they look back at us when it doesn't work. And if we don't know, or if we don't have this information that you have, um, then yeah. we, you know, we we're looking dumbfounded, like. I really don't know why this failed. You must have did something. So it's a, a back and forth game of you did something wrong. No, you did something wrong. Well, a lot of times in that situation, honestly, Anthony, you know, that's where myself as a manufacturer's rep can get involved and, and typically kind of help look through and possibly find out what happened on a job. Now, sometimes we don't know because it could be a year down the road and the grout changed. We don't know. Um, but you'd be surprised. A lot of times we can we can figure out possibly what happened. And also, you know, a lot of times we want to work with you and just make sure the property owner is happy. Right. Yeah. So if, if you run into trouble, you know, reach out to a rep, reach out to a manufacturer and, and ask for help. Because manufacturers, if given the opportunity, they really do want to help the contractor. I think... Um... Uh, a, a lot, of, a lot of this goes into uh, proper planning. Like once, once, once you you're trying to, to to alleviate or eliminate problems with grout, this starts at like proper planning. I use uh, <clears throat> uh, myself for example. I was looking at a job. I'm always, I always try to go like ahead of customers to the showroom and pull tile because I want the tile to, I mean, I want these spaces to look amazing. Yeah. And sometimes people shoot my ideas down, one for price, and then two, it's just not the look that they want. But this particular time, I went ahead of a customer, I went to the showroom, I pulled this glass tile, and I checked the uh, recommendations for installation on the glass tile just to see if it was rated for a shower. Okay. So it said it was rated for a shower, but it required the tile to be set and grouted with epoxy. Yeah. Yeah. It's my first time seeing it. So now I'm scrambling. Uh, I called uh, another Artex rep and he, he, he mentioned uh, the, I want to w- say WA. WA epoxy. W- he mentioned the WA to me and adhesive. I, I had never ever thought about setting tile with epoxy. Well, and, and I'm, I'm still early. Yeah, typically uh, that would be a no-no. I, I mean, epoxies have, you know, historically really short pot life. They sag, they, they run like honey. So trying to use them on a wall would be near impossible. Um, and, and that's some of the advantages. You know, there are materials out there that are designed for, you know, vertical applications. Um Artex WA doesn't have any sag to it. So using it as an adhesive, it will actually hold the tile up mm-hmm. and then you allow that to cure and then you can grout over top of it. And that grout's not going to be falling out on the floor and, and a pain to spread. So grout technology has really, really improved vastly, you know, in my time in the industry. And, and I, like I said, I think, uh, I know had I not planned for that, I could have went and, got this towel and just you know if they they would agree to it and stuck it the regular way that i would i would uh normally install tile yeah set it on the wall and had a major failure had uh a loss of expenses on tile but i think a lot of situations um have to be looked at from what is the the function of the area what is the exposures of the area so you can really pinpoint this is the right grout. And yeah. if, as installers, as contractors, we have to have this information because uh, homeowners will say, just go grab a bag of grout. They don't know. They just go get the color that I want yeah. and put yeah. it in the joints. That's all they normally care about. Yeah. And if you don't have that 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 uh, information, that info. Yeah depending on what your warranty is, <laughs> you, you know, you'll have a problem on your hands. A lot of the contractors that I deal with, um, you know, here in the Pacific Northwest, so I'm, I'm based in Portland, Oregon, 
And there's a lot of tile contractors that I know that are offering lifetime warranties. Yeah. Lifetime warranties on their installation. And they're using all premium products and, you know, they're charging accordingly. And, you know, the last thing they want is a year or two down the road to have a problem with grout. And so they're using right. premium products, every, everything from their substrate prep to their installation to the grout. I think, I think, I, I feel like we're moving towards it. And I, I, I don't know, I, I felt bad saying weird because I still feel like I'm new to this. Like I'm now nowhere close to 27 years, but <laughs> I'm in it. I'm in the industry, so I can say we're. I feel like we're getting close to that because once 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 you uh, you realize the the type of quality that has to go into these jobs, it's like it's, it's either premium or nothing. Like, and if you use the premium, you shouldn't have any problem giving a lifetime warranty. Exactly. Like, like, exactly. I'm. I don't see this failing. So. One of our one of our local you, you talked about you know the the owner may not know how to care and maintain their grout in the future. One of our local contractors is actually an NTCA five star contractor, Hawthorne Tile. They actually have a, a little care kit that is handed to the homeowner at the end of the project, and it has some instructions that they've printed up and um, some cleaning products that they're a distributor for. And they give on every single job. They just factor it in. You know, that little care kit probably costs 20 bucks. They just figure it into the to the bit of the job. And every single job, they hand them the exact products to clean that job with and maintain that job and seal that job. That's brand, right? Um, Dirk. Dirk Sullivan. Dirk Sullivan. Yeah. Please, somebody's going to be mad at me. I knew I was going to say the wrong name. I've, I, Dirk was on the show, too. So that's why I got, I got people confused. Dirk is an amazing human being. He really is. Yeah, Dirk, Dirk uh, goes above and beyond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just, you know, there's an example of, you know, that's why he is an NTCA five-star contractor. You know, that's, he puts a lot of hard work into his business and doing those little extras, like providing that to the, to the customer, to the owner, you know, it's those little things. And, and it's just amazing how that, then builds the business that he has today. And I mean, cause that's that's what that's what people want. Even if they don't ask for it, that's what they want. Customer service. Yeah. That's you know one of the things that I think we should touch on is is why we see problems with grout nowadays. You know, I think that's oh that, yeah. You know, I, I talked about grout being, you know, 95% of the complaints that we see as a manufacturer or manufacturers as a whole see. You know, and yet grout is maybe 5% of the installation cost. You know, the number one thing that I see, or, you know, even when I worked for Laticrete, now that I work for Ardex, it really comes down to a lot of contractors have been doing this a long time, or they were showed by somebody who's been doing it a long time, and they think they know. Well, grout technology has actually improved. And the biggest problem I see is people just simply not reading instructions and manufacturers, you know, they, they put everything you need to know is right there on the bag yeah. or you can grab a, you know, your phone and look it up on the internet real quick. And there's probably even videos out there to, to match up with the product that you're using, you know, but that that's probably the number one reason that I see people getting into trouble with grout is, is simply not understanding what they're using and 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 thinking that it's just like every other grout that they've used in their life and you know sadly all grouts by every manufacturer behave a little bit differently so it's best to follow their instructions and and then the second problem that i see with grout is uh, or tile installations in general the lack of accommodation joints or expansion joints um that's the number one failure to grout that I, or failure to tile jobs that I see. And the first place that you see that failure is in the grout joints. You start to see grout joints cracking and failing. Typically it's because of the lack of proper expansion joints. And you know what? I, I think that is a, a really good point because I know, I can't say I know. I, I would be willing to bet that there's a lot, almost everybody has hard grouted some joints that weren't supposed to be hard grouted. 
I have. I, I won't done. use anybody but myself. I have two bathrooms in my house that I hard grout. And I think the reason why people uh, continue to do so, because in these two bathrooms, they have not failed in these corners. Mm-hmm. Why they haven't failed, I'm not sure. But I know that it's not the right way to do it. Well, and, and you know, you also know in the back of your mind that if they do fail, then that's why. No why. And fix it too, right? Yeah. I mean, at that point, you would just take the grout out and, and use the silicone like you're supposed to. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and in, in, in situations like uh like you were mentioning about um knowing the grout that you're using. Uh, another example. I People are going to be like, he has no clue what he's doing. But I don't mind telling people my stories. So um, I don't mind telling people. Yeah, right? they, yeah. I, Look, I'm not going to lie to anybody. I don't know about these other companies, but I won't lie to you. I, I'll tell you when I did it wrong, and I'll tell you how to do it right. And I'll tell you when I don't know how to do something. <laughs> so um, I was using my pay. Rabbit set. Okay. The bag tells you the square footage that you should spread. I went over that, thinking that trouble. thinking that my my helper was gonna catch up. I was I was spreading. He was wiping. He was not catching up. So we get to a point to where uh you know it started flashing, and those joints were they needed work. Like yeah. you couldn't just wipe them. They needed work. You so. The more they kick, the more you're scrubbing. Yeah, and we got to a point where it was we were past the point of of scrubbing, to where they would it was just too much on the edge of the tile, and I was like, well, all I can do is just I need to just take it out. Like, it's the best way to do, it, and I need to stay within this range that they told me to stay within. Now you know. <laughs> this is not the same grout that I was using on the last project. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's those type of situations that um, we can find ourselves in to to think that all grouts are made equal and they're not. And you have to know what you're using for for the specific situation. Just like like with the uh, the WA, yeah. it was a small area. I wasn't I wasn't afraid to uh, to try it out because one, I was going to I was going to set the tile. Uh, and then place it on the wall. I was going to set the whole, the, the whole back of the niche uh, separate from the wall and then place it on the wall. So I didn't take the chance of having this major mess. Yeah, yeah. So but basically, you turned the mosaic into a single piece of tile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's a situation like that. You know, proper planning. Like, I need to know how to, how to move forward with this. Especially in a situation where something is new to you. Yeah, and, and you know it's interesting. There are several manufacturers, glass tile manufacturers out there that want an epoxy adhesive used, and and the reason being is that glass tile is impervious, right? So it mm-hmm. doesn't have pores in it. You know, ceramic tile water soaks into it. Porcelain right. tile, you know, it, it has less than one half of 1% absorbency to a porcelain tile, but the polymers will actually help hold on to a, to a porcelain tile. When you're talking a glass tile, it, nothing can soak into it. So that's why you need an epoxy adhesive. And the other thing about an epoxy adhesive is a mortar, when it gets wet, changes color, right? Even if you use a good premium white yep. When it gets wet, now you start seeing darkening coming in from the edges of the tile. With an epoxy adhesive, it doesn't change colors, even if it's submerged underwater, if it gets wet. So, so, and it's going to stick to that impervious glass tile. Yeah. What, um, what are some, some, some other fails? I guess that's really in my mind. The only fails that you can see from grout is, uh, not following directions and not honoring expansion. <laughs> that basically is the two of them. Now there is maintenance comes into play there too. And oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes um, when a property owner or a maintenance company is not educated properly, uh, you know, I've seen people try to clean bright white grout with simple green. Um, you know that green cleaner is like yeah. 
that, that that's a bad idea because you're you're putting a colored cleaning agent on on a brilliant white grout. Not a good idea. So, you know, it is important to understand the care and maintenance of grout. Now, most of the time with most grout, typical sweeping and vacuuming is literally all you have to do to grout. And then occasionally a damp mop, you know, to, to pick up any dirt. And that's where also understanding what kind of grout is in the installation, whether it is a, you know, stain resistant, high performance cement based grout, or whether it's an epoxy grout, you know, that has the maximum in stain and chemical resistance you can get, you know, understanding what you have, then that tells you how you can clean it. So you have to know what kind of grout you have first, and then, then you know how to address cleaning it. But for most installations, sweeping, vacuuming, um, you know, a little Swiffer action across it, and and you're good to go. And I think uh, the the question of that come that comes from uh, customers, our homeowners, business owners, whoever they may be, um, when they ask how to clean it, they're expecting it to be more than that uh, broom or damp mop because of the older materials that they were used to seeing. So now we have, uh, you know, these porcelain tiles that's going down in the majority of cases, yes. um, the, the high performance grout to where it really doesn't require that much. They're expecting this color to change. Like they expect over time, the color of, of, of this floor, this shower to change because they're, basing it off of the older materials yeah yeah and and the the truth is is that with the newer tiles with the newer high performance grouts you know that that's really not the case and and we don't really see that as much anymore um so it is now you know the, a question i get a lot of times is to seal or not to seal you know do i seal my grout or do i not seal my grout and you know, like epoxy grouts, you can't seal them. They're, they, they're not designed to, uh, to take Yeah, they it. won't absorb it. Yeah, they won't absorb a sealer. They have no porosity to them. So, um, but even with the high-performance cement-based grouts, you know, like Arctic FL, they say, does not require sealing. Now, you know, if you're putting brilliant white grout in the master bathroom upstairs in a house, you know, I have it in my house. Brilliant white grout, it's not sealed. And it looks fabulous the same day it looks the same as the day i put it in now if i was live if i lived out in the country on a farm and i was putting that in my entryway really white grout and i'm walking in with muddy shoes every day or dogs running in on it and all that and kids and everything else you probably want to put a sealer in it because it's just going to make cleaning up the dirt that much easier right Um, they just can't get a chance to soak into the grout or, or affect the grout at all and then it just it's like waxing your car your car is easier to keep clean when it's waxed. And so, you know, it, you just hose it off and it looks brand new again. Same thing with grout. Yeah. Now, we've touched on uh, grout and uh, like we mentioned, there are a lot of a lot of people that's looking at uh, these large format tiles. Not, not, you know, what seems to be the standard now, the 12 by 24s, we're, we're getting to that's a regular. Yeah, that's a regular tile now. Tile nowadays, that's even a regular though, tile now. Technically, that is a large format tile, right? Because it's larger than fifteen right. inches on side. But that's a regular tile. Yeah, that's a regular size now. You don't <laughs> yeah. you don't need uh, suction cups for twelve by twenty fours. But we're starting to see twenty four by forty eights yep. on up to. Uh, I don't even know how big these tiles are getting anymore. Um, you know, I'm seeing one meter by three meter tiles or, or basically three foot by nine foot. I'm seeing five foot by 10 foot. Um, I mean, they're just, they're huge, huge tiles are just getting astronomically huge. And the cool thing about tile now is it's getting bigger. It's also getting thinner. So the advantage to that is, is it's allowing for tile over tile installations. If you have your shower and the shower looks good and is functioning properly, the waterproofing's all good, you can literally tile an entire wall with one piece. Now, that's one, has a really cool look, and two, maintenance-wise for the owner, 
there's no maintenance there. All you have yeah. is join in the, in the corner and that's it. Um, and it's thin enough that you can tile over top of what's there and, and you're not building out the wall, you know, a whole nother half inch or anything like that. I mean, some of these tiles are an eighth inch thick. Look, and look, when we mention we mention uh the the perk of these large format tiles. For anybody listening and anybody interested in it and they heard this option and think I want to do it, make sure that you have somebody qualified to do this. Because it's not as easy as you might think it is. No, it isn't. It is absolutely <laughs> the and and I've seen that come from owners. Or they think, oh, well, I, I, I picked bigger tiles, so it should be easier for you to install. Because one piece covers a bigger, you're, you're, that's the same as putting in four 12 by 12 tiles, right? Right. Wrong. Because <laughs> as soon as you start going around doorways and having to notch it around stuff, and that also means that if you crack one tile, you just lost four square feet if it's a 20. And you take a chance of your leg getting chopped off because this, <laughs> this tile is a huge <laughs> knife now. <laughs> exactly. And and the other thing is, is, you know, for, for an owner, make sure that you have, that you're selecting somebody that's qualified and that has been properly trained. And for contractors, go get training, go get education. Even if you don't have a large format job coming up today or tomorrow, you will. The large yeah. tiles are, they're just getting bigger and people are liking them more. And, and that trend is not going away. Right. The best thing you could do for your business right now is educate yourself on these large, you know, gauged porcelain tile and super format tiles. And, you know, a lot of manufacturers, Artex included, you know, we offer free training opportunities called Artex Academy. And you come and we have the tools, we have the tile. I, we were doing a, a gauged porcelain tile training and, and I invited people and we had, I think we have 27 people there. And, and the people that I personally invited, I said, come to our class. If you're going to break a tile, break our tile where it doesn't matter. Don't <laughs> do job because you also have to think that that piece of tile could be $1,500. Yeah. And so we're going along with our class and, and uh, we had our, our technical field rep was there doing the training with me. And, and we had a guy and he was cutting out the shower valve. And all of a sudden, the whole tile went pop, and it snapped in half. And the whole room just went, <gasps> and everyone kind of stepped back, and they're like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah. And, and I said, whoa, 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 no, 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 Not, let, let's take a look at this. You know, let's take a look. I see at least three things here that happened, and, and it's, you know, could have gotten away with maybe any one or two of them, but there were three things stacked up that caused this tile to break. Let's talk about it. What do you guys see after we've been doing this training? And, uh, you know, the, the tables that saw that the tile was on were slightly at two different heights. Mm -hmm. caused some tension in the tile. He was plunge cutting. He had not drilled out the corners. And so he was plunge cutting with a dry cut. So that created some stress. And he was leaning on the tile. And so it's a combination of those three things. But you normally wouldn't think about it. He was just making a cut. And... You know, so I use that example of if you're going to break one of these big old tiles, break ours, they're free. <laughs> you know, go to a training where it doesn't matter and you'll learn some tricks. Like, you know, I also come from the slab granite industry. I, I worked mm -hmm. in the lab for a while. And so templating is something that I do. Yep. And that's not something that a lot of tile contractors think about. But when you've got one tile that fits on the entire back wall of a shower, you might have to template that. And a template is the easiest way because if you make the template and you lay it on the tile, you cut it to fit the tile, the tile is going to fit in the wall. So those are some things that you can learn at these classes, you know, that they're invaluable. Even if you don't have a job coming up today, you will better to get that education now before you need it yeah. or you break a tile. <laughs> right, right. Expensive mistake. Yeah. Look, and I think uh, the, the the reason I wanted to mention uh, the, the large format again is because now, let's say we're doing the large format that covers the entire wall. One tile covers the entire wall. Now we've eliminated grout joints. All we have is expansion. So I want to touch on silicone. Okay. We got some people that are 
they just they just not with it. Like they had they haven't mastered it, and they're like, you know what? I'll take my chances on hard groundness because I do not want to deal with the silicone. We know it's the right way to do it. Some people are just not there yet because I just don't feel like fighting with the silicone. If you don't have a, a, a silicone process, it could be a, a sticky situation. <laughs> it could be a bad sticky situation. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that I see people using um, is, is acrylic latex or the sanded caulk. And which is not 100% silicone. Which is not approved per the TCNA handbook. Um, is not an approved material to fill that expansion joint. It has to be a silicone. And if we're talking these big pieces of tile, where you've got one tile on one wall and one tile on another wall, you're not going to mix up grout to go in that corner. It's supposed to be silicone. Yeah. And and it comes down to educating yourself. It's different. Using silicone is different than using sanded caulk or or hard grouting a corner. And it's just something that it's like muscle memory. Once you get used to doing it, it actually becomes easier. Uh, we were doing a, we were shooting a video here at, at my place and I just needed to mock something up. And I used just some white acrylic caulk to do the inside corner. Cause I had it. I was like, Oh, I'll just, it, it looked horrible because it, it just, it didn't look as clean and tight as I can make silicone look. So it all yeah. just comes down to, knowing a good process of how to do that you know and and like you said you know you've seen the video that that we produced at artex to help guys to to use silicone properly i know you mentioned um the example of the bright white grout and using simple green to clean it clean it yeah we have that same uh issue with a white silicone and the blue glass cleaner. The glass cleaner has this blue tint to it. Cause I, for uh, any of my tub surrounds, I use white tub surrounds. Mm-hmm. I always grout the bottom with white silicone. I don't like to match it with the towel. I match it with the towel yeah. and I match it with the tub. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if my towel's off, I'll hide my little defects. And I always think to myself, I wonder if this blue color is gonna mess my silicone up. It's hundred percent silicone, so it shouldn't be a problem. But when 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 you mentioned the uh, the the simple green, and was just like, I might as well ask the question. Yeah, and so the simple green was how they were cleaning the grout, which I was like, no, stop, stop using that. And I've also seen oh, instead of water. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was the homeowner. Just I like got you. a month down the road, I've also been on one where the grout was turning orange and it's because they were using this citrus based cleaner and it was leaving like an orange oil you know that was soaking into the ground soaking in it yeah yeah so uh with regards to silicone my preference and and this is my personal preference is i actually like to use the aerosol type glass cleaner um like yeah i started on the video yeah like spray away that uh that you can get it like a Costco or whatever. I like that because it doesn't have any colorant in it. So, right. you know, could, you know, there's also another trick of using like dish soap, like Dawn dish detergent and water, mm-hmm. and you can use that to strike off your joint. Um, you know, could it potentially? It, it could, um, because that, that silicone takes, well, for Artix SX silicone, it takes eight hours before it's fully cured. Mm-hmm. So, could it potentially absorb a little color? It, it might. The chances are very low. Right. But I, I would use, I mean, even Windex now has a clear version. So I would be using, you know, like gotcha. the, the gotcha. clear and just not take that chance. Yeah, see, and this is stuff, I, this, it's things like that that I know some installers are like, not going to tell anybody, but I'm glad he said that. <laughs> little adjustments, man. I mean, yeah. You, Learn from somebody else's mistake, right? Uh, look, and I try to. I always try to broadcast mine to my my peers, although they probably they're probably years ahead of me, so they experience whatever I've experienced. But if it can help somebody, I, yep. I try. I try to put it out there. Absolutely. Ah, uh, taping, taping when siliconing. Do you yeah. do it or do you not do it? So. 
so typically I don't do, if I'm doing tile to tile or tile to the tub itself, um, I typically don't do any taping. Um, I just go ahead and make sure my joint is clean and clear of any mortar or thin set, um, any grout, make sure it's clear, you know, use a backer rod and that, because you don't actually want to fill up your entire joint with silicone. You only want the silicone to touch the two sides of the tile or the tile in the tub. You don't actually want it to touch to the back because then it becomes a glue. It would glue everything together. Mm-hmm. So you do want to use a bond breaker tape or a, or a, or a backer rod. Is that the dog? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so you do want to use a backer rod in that situation or a, or a bond breaking tape. And then I just go ahead and caulk it. Now, the one time that I think that that changes is if you're up against the sheetrock, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking about that earlier where yeah. it, if you're going up against sheetrock, I think it'd be really, really a good idea because of the texture of sheetrock and the nature of sheetrock. Throw a piece of tape on the sheetrock side, go ahead and caulk it. And, and then peel your tape, clean it, and then go ahead and peel your tape away. Oh, you know, another another scenario I'm seeing on, on Instagram, I see a lot of people uh, doing miters. Oh. And they'll epoxy the joint. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing people like taping the size of the miters and instead of like filling it with grout or filling it with silicone, they're epoxying those joints, I guess to give it strength since it's mitered. Yeah, because a miter, you're going to have that knife edge, and it, it could, especially if it's like a natural stone or or sometimes porcelain or ceramic, you could possibly get a chip there. And so, yeah, I, I'm seeing some people do that as well. Yeah. I mean, and it, it just made me think about, uh, just because I asked a question about the tape, and I'm always seeing people taping. Uh, I don't do I've done one job with miters because people just generally don't ask for it around here. I guess they're not used to seeing it. Um, I think it's the cleanest look. Like, the absolute cleanest look you can get. Uh, some people just don't like it. They, they're rather a profile or bullnose, but I think miters are amazing. I've only done it once though, and I didn't epoxy the, the joint, but I see a lot of people doing it and it looks amazing. So I was curious about uh, your experience with with miters. With miters? Um, I, I myself have also done miters. Um, the shower that I did here at my house it has both a profile on the front edge, but then at the at the niche, which my niche goes floor to ceiling, it has miters all the way up. Um, now I just grouted mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the way that I did mine. I didn't I didn't do an epoxy there, um, even though I do have that slab background and and working with Akimis and colored epoxies is is relatively easy. Yeah. It's just a timing thing. Now, one thing you have to keep in mind is if you're making that, if you're epoxying that joint, that that now that becomes continuous, you also have to be thinking about where you're putting your accommodation point, right? Because now that's a continuous piece. So you have to be thinking about expansion still. It is a look. It's it's definitely a look, and it's it's kind of like profiles. Profiles for a long time were not popular. It was bullnose, bullnose, bullnose. Whether it was a bullnosed tile or actually bullnosing natural stone, and now profiles are, I think, more prom- predominant than yeah. You know, profiles are more predominant than bullnose. Right. I think we've covered grouting. Um, I always like to do takeaways. So if, uh, if we can leave them with, with something to, to, to remember from, from this entire show about grouting, if we, I don't know if it can be narrowed down, uh, as far as how to clean, because I know at the end of this, this show, those customers with questions on how to clean and how to maintain it are still going to be like, but how do I clean my grout? <laughs> how do I maintain it? Yeah, yeah, one, one, it should be with with I'm gonna just say the majority of materials that's being used on projects, it should be minimal nowadays. Correct. I 100% agree. So w- could we be safe to say uh a regular sweeping and dust mopping 
with probably a microfiber uh, duster and just warm water. Yeah, exactly. Should be sufficient. Yeah, yeah. Or or a mild cleaner in into that water um, on occasion. You know, that's not something you have to do weekly. That that could even be a a monthly or or quarterly thing that you have to do to the tile. If if I do recommend a cleaner to people when they want asking about tile, I always I will always tell them a neutral pH balance cleaner. Correct. Correct. If you're not just doing warm water. If you want, if you just have to put some kind of cleaner in there for like mental Whatever purposes, yep. <laughs> a neutral pH balance cleaner. Yes. Should cover your uh your urges to put some chemicals on this floor and that way the reason why why as a manufacturer we always say a neutral base cleaner neutral ph cleaner is because you know if you go you know too strong with the cleaner acidic with the cleaner or or it, it can actually start to to eat away the grout right and we want that and yeah. then you'll be looking at us like what's wrong with my grout Exactly. exactly. But with amazing customer service that we have, we will come out and we will make sure <laughs> to take care of everything that you need. Yeah. You know, and, and I would say, you know, the maintenance is a good takeaway. And the other big takeaway is don't don't presume that you know, you know, get some education. Right. Whether it's contact the manufacturer directly or or you know, checking out YouTube and and, and seeing what they're installation instructions are that that would be a, another big takeaway i think is it's just don't presume you know right so our first takeaway is uh maintenance nowadays should yep. be minimal if you want to clean uh sweet mop warm water and if you need a cleaner a neutral ph balance cleaner is the way to go um our second takeaway is Find out, which is probably backwards, but find out the the necessary grout for the situation, whatever the 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 activity is going on, the application. Make sure you're having the right grout for the right situation. Yep, that goes from uh, contractors to homeowners. Homeowners more so uh, need to rely on the contractor, so contractors. Make sure you're giving these people what they need to have and do some research on what goes where. Yeah. If you have any questions, I don't know if William is up to this, but clearly has a lot of information. <laughs> Absolutely. If you, if you can't contact them directly, just go check out all the Ardex products because everything that they make is amazing. I cannot wait to get my hands on some of this floating flex bone. All right, all right. <laughs> I, I just want to be able to go in somebody's house and be like, I can make your towel float. That was the hardest thing for my mind to wrap around. We have a tile assembly that is not attached to the floor at all. I, it's it's still work? hard for me. It's, re, it's still hard for me. But to be able to go in somebody's house and say, hey, look, it's actually floating. Like, tile yep. is floating on your floor. It's not going to crack. It's yep. mind-blowing. I feel like I can I can sell that job to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's... I think that's the, the bulk of the takeaways. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, if, if in the notes of your podcast, if you wanted to put down my contact information, I have no problem with that. Oh, that's great because I've never had the opportunity to do that. <laughs> you know, and and it's a it's a it's a benefit. You know, we want to support the homeowners and the industry and the contractors and the designers and the architects. You know, we want to support on the front side every project so that we know that it's successful. And you know, it doesn't matter the size; doesn't matter if it's fifteen square feet or fifteen thousand square feet. We'll still be there to help you. I, I think I, I I have another takeaway. Honor, honor your expansion. Always. Always. Take those three takeaways. You'll have grout that'll last you forever. Yeah. You should have no problems. Nothing's gonna crack. Nothing's gonna come out. Nothing's gonna fade. And you should be good to go. You know, and 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 in the odd case, this just came to for me, Anthony. 
in the odd case that something goes sour. Things happen on jobs. You get some weird tile, you get some weird grout. It was a hot day. You didn't get good clean water. Mix it with whatever. Or, yeah. or how many times have you, because I know this happened to me as a tile contractor, how many times have you been asked to just, hey, can you just come in and fix the grout? Have you ever been asked that question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Artex has a product called GCS, Grout Color Seal, and it can be applied over top of any cement-based grout to renew, refresh, and make grout look brand new again. And it actually seals it and fortifies it and makes it stronger than it was originally. Oh, now, look, I I had a job uh, a few years ago, probably a year ago, maybe, that I would have definitely need that product on. And I'm going to tell you this into an entire story. So there was, uh, we did a job, we like tile job. It was um, a married couple. Uh, the wife was pregnant and I was dealing with the husband. The husband uh, brought me grout. We grouted like half of uh, the living room. W- wife comes home and was like, that's not the grout we picked. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, honestly, that's between y'all two. The <laughs> <Your> husband, <laughs> your husband gave me this grout. So I was like, you know, what y'all want to do? The husband, uh, having a married, I mean, a, a pregnant wife was like, she wants it out. And I was like, well, here's what's going to cost you. So we had to grind out that grout. But if I had that product, I couldn't say, you know what? It's simple fix. Simple fix. We're gonna do? <laughs> and, and things happen on jobs, man. I mean, you know, how many times is it you're doing a whole house and you've got three different grouts, one for the backsplash and one for the floor and one for the kitchen and mix-ups happen and I got that same phone call oh you know this pebble floor was grouted the wrong color what do we do how how are we going to take the grout out of a pebble floor (laughs) yeah you're not and so here's a simple solution to fix a grout problem or to renew and refresh grout that you've already got yeah Quick, easy. Not see. Now I'm curious. Not look. We got. We got to take the show a little bit longer. <laughs> this situation. So with this product on a pebble floor, mm-hmm. how do you keep the pebbles clean and yeah. stain the grout? So so with the GCS, it's super cool, super easy to use. I've used a lot of grout colorants in my career. Like I said, been around 27 years. I've I've seen a thing or two. And it used to be with grout colorants, you had to paint it right down the grout joint with like a paintbrush. Mm-hmm. GCS is totally different. Its formulation is not like that at all. You literally take a toothbrush, pour the GCS colorant, whatever is available in all 35 of the Artex colors, dip the toothbrush in it, and you scrub it down the grout joint. So like with pebbles, where you've got irregular size grout joints, mm-hmm. you're just going to color the entire grout joint. You let it sit for 15 to 20 minutes, and then with warm, soapy water and a Scotch-Brite pad, you just wash off the surface, and it, it washes it off the tile, or in this case, the pebble floor, and, and it doesn't stick to the pebbles, but it does stick to the grout. Crazy. That yeah. is crazy. It can See? even be exterior, even. So if even if you had a problem exterior, still use GCS to fix it. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? It's just like a floating tile floor. Like that's crazy. That's, that's just crazy. It's it's an, it's another solution to put into your tool bag, right? And yeah. just pile that one away, and there'll be a day that you need it. <laughs> Hopefully not, but we <laughs> we know better. There than will that. be. There will be. That's that's and see, it's it's information like that that uh that's that's what this whole show is about. So people can get that kind of information because it's somebody that was like, I wish I would have knew that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, could have used that yesterday. Right, Artex is killing it. They look. I don't know what this. I don't know what this hashtags come from. Artex is king, but I, I think why. I might know that guy. <laughs> I, I see why. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Well, William, it was a pleasure having you on. If you can do us a favor and remind people who you are, what you do, and who you do it for. And if if you have any uh, social media platforms, the way they can find you, where reach they can reach out to you, to where they can get some of these amazing products from, please give them the information. All righty. So again, it's William Allen White. 
I'm the field marketing specialist for Artex Tile and Stone Installation Systems. Uh, so we actually have several different social media platforms. Um, Artex has uh, both their website, which is www.artexamericas.com, as well as fa our Facebook, um, YouTube channel, which is Artex 101. Artex is an international company, so we're produced in over 50 countries around the world. So you have to make sure that you're getting the right Artex channel because right. uh, you could end up looking at something from Australia or who, who knows where. Yeah. Um, and then my personal Instagram is William Artex White. Hey, again, I appreciate it. Uh, all of this knowledge that you're sharing with me and uh, all of our listeners, however many they are, we're trying to grow them, but we're just going to keep putting our content. So, uh, until next time, William, I would love to have you back on the show for another. Maybe we could talk about Flexbone and all these amazing products y'all got. But I appreciate it. You take uh, take everything easy um, and keep doing what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you, Anthony. Stay safe. Thank you. All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Floor Masters Podcast. If you heard something that you liked, you heard something that you agreed with, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast, like, rate, review, share to the friend, and keep listening. That's all we need you to do is keep on listening. We're going to keep on giving it to you. Yeah.